Hey guys, brand new podcast. We got a couple sponsors. I got nothing to promote. Oh no, what am I talking about? I got nothing to promote. Me, Tom Segura, and Warren Sapp are doing a live show for the Super Bowl. Go to livestreams.ymhstudios.com. I think that's it. You can find the link on my Instagram, on my Twitter, on Tom's Instagram, on Tom's Twitter, or on Warren Sapp's Instagram, or Warren Sapp's Twitter. It is for the Super Bowl. We are watching it live, and you can watch along with us or just listen to it later or it just listen to it by itself. It's going to be all over the map. We will talk a little football, but I am there to drink and fucking party, okay? I don't know football the way Tom and Warren do. So you'll have that aspect, and then you'll have me being uh, me, whatever. Don't, don't make me define that because I start getting self-conscious. What the fuck is wrong with me? I really have fucked up thoughts sometimes. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, whatever. Listen, I'm sure we have a sponsorship from BetterHelp. You can talk about therapy. I was in therapy today. We got some great sponsors today. Uh, but let's get to the show. Today's wait, show. Wait, how was Winston Churchill Day? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Great call. Winston Churchill Day, for those of you who don't know, and I'm sure you, you know if you're listening to this, was January 24th for me. I know they have like an official one. I didn't do the official one. That's like April 9th or something. That's I, They just celebrate that. I'll do that again that day because it was that much fun. For me, that was the day Winston Churchill died. I became a fan of Winston Churchill's after watching a lot of The Queen and watching The Darkest Hour and seeing the guy and kind of relating to the guy and hearing how he lived. He woke up every morning with a scotch, a cigar, breakfast in bed, ice water, t- uh, coffee, eggs bacon toast jam and a cigar and scotch that's cigar and scotch really sold me i didn't do the whole day i was gonna do the whole day where i had a bottle of champagne at lunch a bottle of champagne at night but i've been doing so good on my diet i've been doing so good and 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 i want to talk to you about that so like just so you know i have a weird thing in it i can't really drink um i'm not a guy that can drink in the morning and then turn it off okay so like if I'm the hair of the dog. I told my therapist today, I eat the whole fucking dog. I don't just have a little bite of the hair. Like I want the whole fucking dog. Like I, I can't help it. That's who I am. I have a drink and I have never been the guy that has one drink in an airport bar and then goes, Oh, I feel normal. All right, let's start our day. I'm the guy that gets lit at an airport bar and is like, ah, I feel better than I did last night. That's how I've always dealt with the hair of the dog. So I drank the night before, by the way, we had a break in at the new podcast studio. That's why we're not at the new podcast studio. It's just fucking complicated. Anyway, I drank the night before because I wanted to make sure that I um, that I had a little bit of a hangover because I, I I knew I wasn't going to drink a scotch in the morning if I didn't have a little bit of a hangover, right? So I had a bottle of wine. That's my go-to. It's always been a bottle of wine and I can get up and do whatever the fuck I want the next day. I've always, my whole life, I was telling that to my kids last night, that if inst- I have a problem, a problem sleeping, not now because of Sober October, not now, oddly enough, I can go to sleep sober, which never happened when I was younger. But normally my go-to is like a bottle of wine. I can pass it out. Bottle of wine on the treadmill, and I am in a shower. I'm out like a light. I feel no hangover the next day. None. None. And I have an enjoyable jog that night. So I wake up the next morning, a little bit of a hangover. Not much. Not, not feeling bad. Just kind of excited. Leanne and the girls come in playing the British National Anthem, I think. Who knows what song they were playing. I just kind of recognized it. They come in, breakfast in bed, eggs, bacon, toast water juice coffee uh jam and and leanne had bought really nice crystal uh glassware she had a crystal glass for the scotch 
a crystal ashtray for the cigar. She had a crystal uh, tray for the uh, crystal little butter dish where they had cut up cold butter. They had a crystal thing for the jelly. And then she used fine china like from our wedding for the breakfast. It was fucking outrageous. So I slow rolled it, right? I took my time with the eggs. I talked to the girls. They all sat in there. They were watching. I think they were curious. They were like, what the fuck is this? I talked a little bit about Winston Churchill. I played a couple of his uh, speeches. I I worked the bacon slowly. I went over to the fruit. I had some fruit. I had some toast. Leanne bought the thing where the toast stands up. Like you, you can like line up your toast. You can find a picture of this on my Instagram. So enjoyable. I enjoyed my coffee. I didn't rush it. I didn't rush it. You know, what was beautiful about this that I wonder if Winston Churchill was alive. I'd love to talk to him about this. What was beautiful about this is it allowed my scotch, Johnny Walker Blue, to sit in the ice for a little while and kind of water down just a titch. Just because that's how he used to have his. He'd have a soft scotch, which was a little bit of scotch, a little bit of water. And that was his drink. Just kind of take the edge off. So I eat my whole lunch, my whole, my whole breakfast. Girls are still in there. I light the cigar. I smoked a Padron 7000. It's my favorite cigar. And so that's my go-to cigar. I smoked a Padron 7000 and I took a sip of scotch and I slow rolled my morning. I sat in bed with Leanne. We worked on some creative stuff or went over some scripts and, 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 uh, and I enjoyed an entire cigar in my bed with a glass of tall glass of Johnny Walker blue. I said, Johnny Walker blue, right? Johnny Walker blue filled with ice. And I, sl- I, I, I took my time with it. First time I've ever done that with a drink. I took my time with it. I enjoyed it. I swirled it around in my mouth to get the taste of cigar, you know, fill it up, match them. And I loved it. I fucking loved it. I loved it so much that I smoked the cigar down to the nub. And when I got done, I thought, Bert, don't let this beautiful event define your day. Don't let this beautiful event ruin your day with you chasing this great buzz, chasing a buzz. The thing with a great buzz is sometimes you'll, you'll get a good buzz and then you'll want to make it better. And you'll run after that buzz the whole night. And it's never going to be as good as that first beer you had in the shower with a cigarette or that first beer you had pre-partying or the first beer you got when you got to the club and they said, hey, man, you want a Heineken? And you were like, yeah. And you're telling a story and you don't even really drink it. And at the end of the story, you're feeling the buzz. That first beer buzz is so great. That first little buzz is so great. I said, don't let your day get ruined by chasing that greatness of that little bit of a head buzz with a cigar and scotch at 8.45 in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning. And I didn't. You know what I did? I went into the closet. First of all, I changed the sheets on the bed because it smelled like a fucking, smelled like a cigar factory. As a beer comedian, Bert, think of something funnier than that. It smelled like uh, smelled like Snoop Dogg's fingers. <laughs> I used that in a special. Um, I went in and I put on my running clothes and I got on the treadmill and I ran six miles. I ran six miles. I said, you just treated yourself. Now go and get it. It's, it's whatever's part broken in my brain. And I ran six miles strong. I felt fucking great. And then I got off and I had a great fucking day. I did not go back to the bottle that day. I decided to eat healthy, work out, and enjoy my day. I'd already treated myself. And man, I danced with the devil. Because I'll tell you right now, I, I want to do that so often. I just go one glass of scotch and a cigar. I woke up this morning and it didn't, my, 
someone was telling me about Tom Brady's parents had been in the hospital, but the text read mom and dad are in the hospital. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, fuck this day. Scotch and a cigar. I, I'm telling you, you will catch me doing a scotch and a cigar in the morning in my bed again. It was so enjoyable. What's even better is that Leanne hit it out of the park. She really fucking hit it out of the park. So did my girls. But Leanne greenlit this. Not a lot of women are going to greenlight a cigar in bed. Bill Burr texted me. It wasn't even your birthday. What a fucking keeper. Right? And I said to her, I said, why did you do this? And she said to me, you know what? We're in quarantine. Life's kind of shitty. If you don't have these fun little moments, then what are you doing? And I was like, that's why you did this? Because we've been in quarantine and you know that I'm losing my mind and you, you wanted to have something fun for me? It was so fucking cool. It was so cool that I'm looking for other stuff. Other stuff. I want to do a Snoop Dogg morning on, on uh, 420. Do a Snoop Dogg morning. Because Snoop Dogg every morning lights a blunt. Lights a blunt in bed. I'm going to put my hair in a scarf. Smoke a blunt. Put on a robe. Put on some old fucking R&B. I could do a Snoop Dogg morning. I could do a Snoop Dogg morning with Snoop Dogg. I got to get Snoop Dogg on the podcast. Go Big Show. Thursday nights. 9 o'clock, 8 central, TBS. Um, it was an amazing, amazing morning. So I'm looking for more of those like that. If you know of any of them like that out there, uh, let me know. Uh, today's podcast is awesome. It is really awesome because I've talked about this ad nauseum. I know you know that I, I went through a little bit of a, a midlife crisis when I was uh, four years ago, five years ago, when I got fired from Travel Channel and and I wasn't, fun, I, I hadn't monetized my podcast and and I was on a big tour with Tom and Joey, and then all my tour dates got pulled, and then, and and I just was lost. I didn't work. We were redoing the house. Maybe it was longer than four years. Maybe it was four years, five years ago. We were redoing the house. Leanne wanted to get a vasectomy, and I was. That's when I started therapy. That's when I started therapy. And I look back fondly on those days because I think those are the days that define me and turn me into the guy that I am today. The guy that I am today is the guy whose house gets broken into. I swear to God, I need to acknowledge this. The guy I am today is the guy whose house gets broken into. He gets the Nest Cam video of the guys breaking into his house, and he doesn't spin out of control. He sits in the pocket and waits till the lane opens up, and then he does the promo video to promote his show with Warren Sapp and Tom Segura, and it gets 500,000 views on Instagram. That's the guy I am today. I wasn't that guy when I worked at Travel Channel. I wasn't that guy because I, I didn't need to come up with creative things to get a paycheck. I didn't need to, I didn't need to, I didn't need to drive my own ship. My ship was getting sailed for me. It was like a real sweet piece of cake. But how, when it got taken away from me, it fucked me up because I realized I'm not in control of my own destiny. The guy I have today on the podcast, Jason Ellis, was the host of a very big radio show on Sirius XM, the Jason Ellis show. It was one of the three biggest on the, on, on, on Sirius XM. He was making great payday from that. I'm sure we talk about that here. He's been very open and honest about being fired from Sirius XM. He got fired from Sirius XM and it fucked him up and he was open and honest about it. He talked about it on Instagram and man, let me tell you something, guys like myself, Adam Carolla, Adam Carolla went through it. Adam Carolla, man, when you're a grown man and you get fired and you got family and you got a mortgage and you got shit, whoo, it, it, it I'm, I'm, I don't need to tell you. I don't, I don't need to say anything right now 
Because there are so many people right now listening to this podcast that know that feeling. They go, hey, man, we're, we're in a pandemic. We're like, I haven't worked since dot, dot, dot. It's been fucking shit for me. I know exactly what you're talking about, Bert. And then you'll know exactly where Jason Ellis is because Jason Ellis had it happen to him. He was, I mean, I think he was, I think he was on cruise control. He's a great, great, great radio personality. I don't know what I want to say podcaster, but he's only been doing it for like five weeks now, six weeks, but he's a great radio, a great radio guy. He's so fucking entertaining. He had a great show. He's friends with all the guys that I, I do podcasts with. He's friends with every single one. I think Shab's on his latest episode. But man, there's a kinship in when you get fired from a job. There's a kinship in, the, in who rallies around you to go, hey, man, it's not the end of the world. You're fucking amazing. You do not need to be doing serious XM. You can do a podcast. And, and let me tell you something. His brain's like mine. He was like, I got some stunts planned. I just saw his Instagram this week. I think he's riding a bike through a wall, wall of fire. I'm not mistaken. One of his stunts to promote his podcast. And dude, you know, I love promotion. Guy breaks into my house. I, I am obsessed with this guy that broke into my house. Didn't steal anything because he got panicked because the alarm went off. And then I made more money off of him breaking into my house than he did breaking into my we should team up me and this guy i should tell him hey man you don't have the brains all you got are the balls to do shit let's me and you figure out how we can make some money but i i massively respect jason ellis you'll hear me talk a lot about um following him on instagram and watching his story watching his journey he has he had one of the coolest days that i've ever seen where he won a you'll, you'll hear about it you'll hear me talk about it i don't want to spoil it for you but without further ado, I want you to go. I want you to go and subscribe to his podcast, the Jason Ellis Show. He's got a few uh, podcasts. He does. He does. Um, Electronics, I think, is a, is a, is is one he does. He's. I mean, he's he's, he's a good one. Is that? There's awesome another World. one. Ellis World, a good one. Who's a good one? Awesome you, World. Jason awesome Ellis's World. new solo podcast. And then, and then one's on Patreon. He does another one for free on Apple, wherever you get your podcast called the Jason Ellis show. That's with, uh, that's basically his show. I think Kevin and Jace, Kevin and, uh, and, uh, Tully are on that. I'm not, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not certain. My brain's kind of fried. I got to go for a walk with the dog, but I want you to download and subscribe to whatever he's got. You're going to fucking love it. You're going to love it. Jason Ellis is a true talent and a solid dude across the board. Follow him on Instagram. I think is. His uh, Instagram's Wolf something. Wolfmate. Wolfmate. His branding isn't perfect. He's all over the map, but he's a great fucking guy. And this is a great interview. And it's, oh, I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, podcaster, MMA fighter, race car driver, ex professional skateboarder, Jason Ellis. Famous podcaster, Jason Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking funny. I love that you're on the part of the team now. I'm more in awe of you because you know Tom Segura, and Tom Segura is the greatest athlete of our time. God Don't damn. I've done him. How fucking crazy was that video? I, I tried to tell Be Real when I was on his podcast. I tried to fucking, I've tried to tell everybody before it, and then I thought maybe it wouldn't live up to the hype when I watched it. I watched it live on my Patreon. Like nobody could see me watching it down here under the table 
Because I was like, what could, how can you get that fucked up? That's impossible unless he grabbed and it snapped off and he fell from like 10 feet and went, Gaga! but it's not. <laughs> oh, it's fucking, I, dude, I saw it live and it happened so quick. It was almost like losing your virginity. You're like, was I in the right hole? Wait, what? It was, I, it was aggressive, man. I've over and I wanted to watch. I needed like a slow-mo from the angle where it doesn't lose where he, cause one of the angles, he disappears under the camera and he comes yeah. back. The one from further back, I kept getting videos of, it was to music and shit. So it'd be like, chika, 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 chika. And I'm like, that's good, but I want, oh, like I want to see fucking I wanted to see the humorous snap. <laughs> it's so ironic that he broke his humorous bone. Okay. There's a lot of. It's funny. I didn't understand what the injury was. Even like having been there, having <laughs> sat with him at the doctor's, having the doctors tell me what it was. I really didn't understand what the injury was until I saw the x-ray. I mean, I had to help reset his arm. So like we. Oh, no. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You said you helped. You mean you're not you're not saying you helped when you did the bink and pulled it back the no, other way. No, 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 no. That was that was me just going. Uh, I'm in panic mode and that doesn't look right. And I want to put it back in skateboarding. That's, that's helpful. You do that. If it's really, if it, yeah. If it's your back, you can't touch anybody, but if your arms pointed the other way, people usually grab it and point it back the other way. Cause I've done the, I shattered my wrist once and my knuckles fell back and landed on my elbows. I'm like, I'm sorry, on my elbow. So when it hit my elbow, I just grabbed it and went, ah, and pulled it back somewhere so it was at least over here and it does it does take a little bit of the pain away because you're pulling those his arm was the other way which means all that shit was getting oh my god dude i swear it's the most legendary thing i saw of 2020 that was it beats all action sports tricks and i saw a lot of great stuff this year last year oh he was it i when i my big fear Oh, yes. What's this? Is this him? Oh, is this it? Oh. It brings so much joy. Look at this. <laughs> oh, oh. It's always... It's always so much fun to This me. guy doesn't move. The guy to the right <sighs> in the sneakers just doesn't even move. He's and in then, shock, right? Oh, he keeps filming. Wow, he fucking holds the camera. Yeah, he keeps see, filming. I, see, I didn't. Him, I grabbed him. And I was like, "Hey, man, keep filming." I said that when we were. I was like, "Film everything," because we're gonna stop. Our guys are gonna stop because there. There's me, hands behind my back, fucking looking like I'm pregnant. See, I didn't know because I couldn't ah! hear. I couldn't. I couldn't hear the audio of your show when it was happening. So yeah. I had to just guess why he decided to go backwards in the air. I didn't know that his knee blew out and made him slip. I thought it was, Oh, I didn't have any idea what it was. I, I didn't know what a patella was. Uh, yeah. cause I, I, I just did. I, I know that he had fallen on his kneecap. So I thought he broke his kneecap and like his kneecap had exploded and they were like, Oh no, no, no. And then the doctor was like, you know, that little part right below your kneecap. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, push, push in. You feel that little thing? I go, yeah. And he goes, his exploded. And I was like, what? He was like, he shouldn't be pushing off. He's too big. <laughs> really? That's the, I don't know. Some doctors are, that's some bullshit. Like you're saying that if you jump too 
uh, quickly and you're slightly above normal weight that you're a, a thing in your leg will explode. I guess I look, all I know is I have stopped doing a lot of quick movements because of him. <laughs> Wait, it, it freaked you out as well. Oh, bro. I am down 20 pounds since that video. I, I haven't, I've maybe drank, uh, I've maybe drank three times. I literally, Wait, what? I, 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 it fucked me up because, you know, I was on a tear like this year. I've been on a tear, but when I'm on the road, when I'm home, I'm pretty good because we're in a quarantine. It's like, I'm not really drinking at home by myself. You ran and a so, thousand miles. Like, I ran a thousand miles. I'm going for drink 2, that much. I'm going for 2000 this I year. Saw, I saw that. And so, so I, I, but I've been on a tear, like on the road. We went, our last show was in uh, Del Mar. And we were down at the beach. It was fucking beautiful. Day beers. It was awesome. Everything about it. Join at night. Uh, fucking cigars. And I was like, and I woke up the last day, like November 3rd, November 28th. And I was like, went down to the beach by myself. And I got in the water. And I was like, this is beautiful. And I, and I thought to myself, like, you know, casually, I was like, you know, I've got, I've got my health right now. I, I'm, 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 I'm still young. I should really fucking, I said, I'm going to do a little baptism. I'm going to get in the water. And I'm going to feel good. And I'm going to change my lifestyle around. And then that next night, me and him played basketball. And that happened. And I had to go to the hospital with him. And I spent, you know, 12 hours in the hospital with him. And it fucked me up because the fragility of life, like the like seeing dudes get rolled in who had a heart attack or a woman that got attacked by a dog or Tom just trying to play basketball. And then very casually saying, oh, man, you shouldn't be trying to play basketball. You're too big. You're old. And all that shit. And I fucking, I didn't drink the whole time I was with him dealing with that shit, came home and Leanne's like, let me open a bottle of wine. And I was like, nope. And I got on the straight and narrow for like, and I, you know, and I'm also talking with him every day on the phone and he's like, you dude, it sucks. He's in. he's in so much pain. He's, a, he's yeah. going through drug, like he's taking drugs every day. Yeah. And then he got COVID and then Drew got COVID and I had been with Drew. Like I had done a two-hour podcast with Drew. See, I did a show with Drew, but I think I did it like two weeks before he got it. So I like I did it the day it. before he got it. But you don't you didn't get it, right? I didn't get it. Because I get tested every Monday to do the Jason Ellis show with those other two guys. Telly and Kevin are fucking terrified. Kevin is I feel I can sorry. imagine I can imagine Tully is. I know Tully's brain. You but the, Tully's bad, but Kevin's worse because Kevin knows his sister works in the in hospitals in Jersey and he she texts him something so he texts me something about permanent brain damage and permanent lung damage and I'm like dude calm down I don't think everybody that gets it gets permanent brain damage he's like I don't know dude I'm like well I know Brennan Sharp got it the other day and he still talks like he has a brain so what do I what do I say there is is he gonna <laughs> die soon or is is he like the lucky one guy he's a lucky guy but I think it's like maybe it's not deadly for everybody but he's like I don't know dude I don't think you should hang out with this guy like they're I don't do stuff that I think would be okay because I don't want those two to worry about me yeah, no, I, I you know I watch your Instagram and you guys are you guys are pretty good. Anything you do usually is outdoors at the beach, distanced. Um, I, but yeah, I, I for the uh, show like you, I'll do this. I'll do like Brennan Sharp came on the show yesterday. Brennan Sharp, I'm willing to take the risk for it. Yeah. If 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 Be Real wants me on his podcast, I'm gonna go to Be Real Studio. When I walked in there, he was like, 
hey and i was like hey and the hand came up and i was like ah fuck we're totally gonna do it i'm like fuck man i've been walking around with a fucking mask on for like a month and i'm like you can't so what are you gonna tell be real no fucking handshake are you fucking shitting me you know what i mean like what's up and i'm like fuck man here we go I, I was sober for six months one time. Six months. I thought I was going to quit drinking for good. I was probably 28 years. I was 28 years old. I was like six months sober. I was going to quit drinking for good. And uh, I went to a TV <laughs> show taping. And Ralphie Mae was there in the back green room with, uh, with um, Buddy Hackett. And Buddy Hackett pulled out a flask and started passing it around. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I'm falling off the wagon. And I, <laughs> and I took a shot. And I was like, fuck it. And Ralphie's like, it's Buddy Hackett. And I was like, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. And those, it's moments like that where you start, where you go, it's really quick to see like who would not wear condoms and who would wear condoms, you know? Like, it's like <laughs> you get, you, there's dudes that raw dog it all the time. You're like, motherfucker. Okay. Bruce Willis is never wearing a condom. He went into you- a Rite Aid. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, good, good point. I'm like, where'd you get that? Conclusion. No, good point. Yeah, he fucking comes in everybody. Yeah. He comes in people. He just comes in people. Yeah. And he's like, call me. I don't or don't. I don't care. Call me. <laughs> Send me a check or a bill. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> that guy yeah, I'd raw dog it for be real. I'd raw dog it for be real. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I how was that? How was that? That's fucking is that the smoke box? Yeah, man. And I smoke weed all day. And that dude's weed and the way they do it. I don't, I hate even being this cliche guy. They're like, man, you go to be real shit. You're going to get really fucking high. Ugh. You really do. At one point, and I smoke a lot, Bert. At one point, be real was talking to me. And I was like, yeah, I, wait, are you saying words? I didn't catch anything he said. And he was right there in front of me. <laughs> and I looked at the other guy and he's like, you want to do a dab? And I'm like, I already have two joints in my head. <laughs> what are you guys doing? And then I could, a couple of times I was like, am I breathing correctly? And I'm like, oh, that's a sign of being <laughs> am too I breathing high. Correctly? Oh, this is the first sign. That's that's whenever I, my mind asks me if I'm breathing correctly, that's when I know that it's time for me to stop doing whatever it was that I was doing that got me there. I remember being so high when I was a kid that I could not, I couldn't remember how I breathed, like how I remembered to breathe. And I remember being in Cayman Lazara's bed going like, I know I do this all the time. Why yeah. is this so fucking, that's crazy. Um, yeah, they used to have a club in in Vancouver. I think it was Vancouver. No, wait, Toronto. Toronto is the one on the East Coast. They had a yeah. club in Toronto where it was a smoke club. And you, and I remember Doug Benson, who is legendary, was like, write your jokes down on a piece of paper because everyone's smoking in the room and you will get, high without even smoking and you're gonna forget your set and i wow and i remember i my throat hurt it was so smoky see that's the sign tony did the smoke box with be real like two weeks before me and he said because he doesn't smoke weed he said that his throat started to get scratchy and he's like oh shit i think i'm getting contact high and he said he he had to pull over on the street before he went home because they he didn't smoke any he just got I mean, they don't fucking play, dude. It's like a yeah. cloud right here. You, they're like, hey, man, you know, you ever thought of like how frogs could taste with their skin? And I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, man, that's crazy. You know, because because they get you in this pocket where 
it's fun to talk about trippy shit because you're oh. you're tripping a little bit. Well, one of my favorite high conversations I've ever had, ever, and it's it's one of those ones where you only have it when you're high, was with Rogan, and he was we we I don't know who thought of it first, but the premise was presented: if you could throw fish ten feet in the air, and they would start flying at ten feet in the air, would we have any fish left on the ground? And I was like, and we I could not stop fucking laughing. Like if you could just take a fish <laughs> once it got to ten feet, it started flying. Would yeah. there be any fish, or would everyone have done that to all the fish already? But wouldn't a fish fly back and go in the water eventually? You think he'd just stay up there? Maybe, and then he'd just fall down and die, and then you'd eat him. I don't know. Why does he have to die? Why can't he fly around and then go back into the sea? <laughs> that would be fucking beautiful. If just for 10 minutes it flew around, almost like a paper airplane. Like if you didn't know, like you, people that don't know it, like if you can get a fish and throw it a certain height, it'll fly around for like 15 minutes before it goes back into the ocean. Not flies around until it starves because it doesn't get any more <laughs> seawater. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could go to the sea again. Like, no. Uh, hey, what do you ever think to yourself, what is it about you that got, like when you talk about Be Real, Be Real is one of the few people who was successful in one career transitioned and is now also sexual successful in podcasting and 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 and, con and media yeah. and you ever think to yourself what is it about you that like about your skating career whatever that was you when you were younger that that because not everyone gets out alive like you look at a lot of shit i mean you look wow. at a lot of I'm, I'm 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 following bam margera and I, and I've I, said that I, exact sentence, what you just said then, like that. I, I used to make that. I'd tell people, hey, man, like there's a certain. Like you step in too deep, nobody gets out. You don't get like just out scot-free for that. It's yeah. a price forever. Yeah. What was it about you or or like because I, I, everyone always talks about working hard and lucky breaks and whatnot. Like what was it about you that got that? allowed you to transition out of skating into a successful career. Like that's fucking doesn't happen. This podcast is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. They researched and developed for three years to make this for people, not patients. Lucy was has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, cinnamon, pomegranate, and they have lozenges with four milligrams of nicotine in cherry ice flavor. Each and every flavor tastes great. Uh, I used to fly and I'd want to chew tobacco because it would relax me when I didn't want to drink on a flight, but no one wants to see you spitting in a can <laughs> or if you're at work, or going to the gym, and you, and you need an alternative to your delivery system. I'm telling you right now, it's 2021. <laughs> get rid of cigarettes. Unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. So simple. All you have to do is stay in your house. You don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. BertCast listeners right now, go to lucy.co and use the promo code BERT to get 20% off all products, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code BERT at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. 
be sure to use that promo code, Bert. We're over a month in the New Year's, and I bet a lot of you have given up on your New Year's resolutions. Have I? I have not. 2021, I'm running 2,000 miles. Just because you haven't touched those fitness DVDs since January 3rd doesn't mean you have to wait till next year to get off the couch again. With a little help from our friends at CBDMD and their amazing topical products, you can be crushing your goals again in no time. CBD Freeze with the menthol offers fast-acting temporary cooling relief for minor aches and pains in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. I have been using this on the back of my legs because they are fucked. I, for whatever reason, my hamstrings get tight as shit, and they, they're sore. And so I've been using this freeze menthol, and I have Leanne put that on, and then I have her gun my back. I'm telling you, I love it. And that's why I'm staying on track for 2,000 miles. And to make it even easier to get your news resolution rolling again, they're offering my listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code BERT at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com. Promo code BERT for 25% off your purchase of high-quality CBD oil products from CBDMD. Especially considering I wouldn't say I was the most... Uh, I definitely wasn't an organized professional skateboarder or I definitely, I had a lot of dr- passion, a lot of dr- like very determined to very competitive guy, but I definitely didn't have the, mo- the most talent at all. So I think maybe that kind of helped because I had to stay, you know, to stay in the top 10 in the world with the least amount of talent out of everybody in the top 10. It was harder work. So <laughs> you're describing and- my stand-up career. You know <laughs> really? <laughs> Dude, I always feel like I'm the least talented guy in the room. And so I end up I end up fucking busting my ass and writing so much more and taking bigger chances because I go, I'm never gonna be better than Sebastian or fucking Rogan or Stanhope or Bill Burr or Tom Segura. Like those are the that's, guys I'm in the room with. That's exactly how I was with Tony Hawk and Danny Way and all these other guys where I was like, You're good, dude. Don't don't get it twisted, you're good, but you're good enough to see how good these guys are. That's how good. Ooh, you know what I mean? Like, because you, you're you're like a you know you're a novice like me. Uh, are you a good comedian? Is Joe Rogan a good comedian? I mean, yeah. Like, who's better? My opinion means jack shit in my opinion because I don't I didn't grow up in the comedy world. I'm not a high level comedian, so I might know I got my opinion, but the but the core, like your opinion of who's the best comedians. Oh, I fucking want to hear that one. I'm, I'll yeah. validate that. And same with skateboarding. My opinion of who was the best skateboarder. I was always very truthful. I was okay with, it still hurt, but I was still completely okay with going, look, fucking Danny Way is the greatest skateboarder I've ever seen on my greatest day and his yeah. worst day. It's, it, it's bullshit. He's a million times better than I'll ever be. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with admitting it. If there were people that were closer to me, my level, that was a little harder to admit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with the the radio thing, I felt like I kind of drank and partied my skateboard career in a way where the longevity. I, there's people that are uh, that I was as good at that are still pro today. Like Bucky Lassick is still in the top five. Bucky every is concert. one of the names I was thinking of, and I was I beat Bucky. I beat Bucky all the time, but I also, when Bucky went back to his hotel room, his wife was there and I went back to, you know, I mean, the cocaine room and went out all night and slept under ramps and woke up and be like, you know, fucking, fuck winning. You know what I mean? I'm about partying like a jerk off. 
So I did regret it. And I felt like radio was a second chance. And I've always just, I'm more of an entertainer than I am an athlete. So I felt like when I started radio, because of Tony Hawk, when as soon as I started doing it, the day I started doing it, everybody in the room was like, and I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And I'm like, this is easy to me. And everything I'd say, Tony was like, whoa. And then uh, they took a break and they were like, hey, Jace, doing really good. If you feel free to like turn it up a little more if you want to. And I'm like, I know what's happening right now. Like these guys are all tripping out on my ability to talk. Yeah. And then I thought in my skateboard career, I never met anybody less talented than me. And I made it to like top three in the world. And I'm in radio right now. And as far as I can see, I'm the most talented person that's ever done it because I've been in it for fucking one hour and I'm better than everybody. So I was just like, yes, I'm going to be the fucking king. That's why I was always calling myself the future because I thought Howard Stern is the only other person I knew in radio. And I'm like, I'm better than him. I know I am. It's only a matter of time. But, you know what I mean? I, I, I got issues. They help and sometimes they're cursed. They curse. No, they, they, I, dude, when you say that, I was, I was a really good baseball player. I, I think I had yeah. high, high, high batting, highest batting average in, in, in the county at, at a time. And like I recruited to play college, but there was a guy named Brad Radke who was, I mean, when we were kids, everyone always said he's going to go pro. Like every, yeah. my dad said it. And I remember saying to my dad one time, I was like, how come no one says that about me? Like you should say that about me. I'm your son. And he's like, it's not true. That's what we mean, he goes, well, you're, I mean, you're a good baseball player. And I think if you work hard, you can probably play at college and you never know. But I'm just saying, like, when we watch him play, Bert, there's something special about him where, you know, that's what he's meant to do. And the Fuck. first time, the first time I did stand up, I understand. I understood what my dad said, because I was the I was the best guy in the room out of four people. And I'd never done it before. And I called my dad and I said, I think I found my thing like Brad Reck, he found baseball. And my dad was like. If that's the truth, then you need to go after it. Because right. you're right, is I think when you're on, there's people that aren't honest with themselves. They just are delusional. Right. And 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 I never understood those guys. I never understood how they could be in a business where everyone else is honest with you. And then you like build yourself up. I mean, I'm destructively honest. Like I am hurtfully honest with myself. <laughs> me too. I know. No, I, my wife checks me on that all the time. So I'm my own worst coach as well. I grew up coaching myself, man. If I couldn't do it, I'd be like, listen, you fucking weak cunt. Get the fuck up and, you know what I mean? I, I'm, so this, my coach would be, I would call myself the meanest thing I could think of in the most aggressive tone I could think of. And then I'd go about doing it again. Because it also had to do with like fear. A lot of skateboard tricks kind of when you're a vert skater. Yeah. If you do it wrong, you fucking, you know what I mean? You go to hospital. So <laughs> when you're younger, that's not as scary, but it's still scary. Like I still recall going, if I don't make it, I'm probably going to wake up on the ramp from being knocked unconscious with one, one, something's usually broke when I wake up too. Yeah. And that shit after you seeing Tom go, going to hospital all the time for broken bones and concussions started to get, started to get to me. I started to become scared of, of, of that, of waking up like that. Not, not because of the brain injury shit. Cause no one even knew about that when I was pro. We oh, just, yeah. I just didn't like, going to sleep <laughs> scary man some one time i was in this i was asleep and i was getting choked in there like while i was unconscious i felt like people were strangling me 
So I was like fighting in the unconscious world. Yeah. And then I come out and I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then I would go back in. So I went in and out of consciousness for like a couple of hours, ambulance and shit. I pissed my pants. So those ones where I was like, man, well, that's when radio came. I was like, what are you going to do? You don't, like, you don't like what I say. Fuck off. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. The worst thing you can do is fire me, which is actually pretty bad, turns out. It's, you know, it's funny, man. I think so many, so many of us, meaning uh, comics, all, you know, our scene, like our group of people, comics, podcasters, guys that live in LA, and especially, I, I can only speak for men because that's who I talk to, identified with how honest you were about getting fired because we've all been fired. Everyone's been fired. Right. And it is such a fucking head fuck. It is such a, it, it is, I mean, I, I so identified with it because I got fired from Travel Channel. I had everything planned out. I had my I I was gonna go on this big funnier die tour with Tom and Joey and Eliza and Sebastian and Fluffy, uh, like twelve cities. I was gonna I was gonna do another season of Birth Conquer. All we're, planned we're, out. All planned out. We're tearing down the house. We're we're adding on to the house. I got every. I'm getting a vasectomy and then I get a call. Uh, the tour's been canceled. You're kicked off the tour. You're not doing it. And uh, Travel Channel fires you. And I literally why I because. A uh, new president at Travel Channel uh, just didn't didn't think what didn't like the direction that I didn't like me. I don't. I guess I don't know. And 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 it was just. I mean, a phone call. I got a phone call from uh, from her in Knoxville, and she was like, she was like, "Hey, uh, is this Bert?" I said, "Yeah." And she's like, "Hey, Bert, uh, new president." And I said, "Oh, it's so nice to talk to you." And she said, "So I just want you to know we're going in a different direction, and we're not going to be working with you anymore." And I was like, "Man, I said stuff that I regret." Not mean, but just pathetic, like pathetic things. I yeah. and I and and it the rebuilding phase, the like the moment where you're sitting there going, okay, I I got nothing right now. I I I know I got enough money to keep the house for a little while. I got enough money to keep ourselves afloat. That panic, that this panic is- creates such. I, it changed my life. That panic changed my life, and I it defined what kind of man I am. And I was like. I was like, I can do this. I, I got to get my podcast to, at the time. And I'm not to give away numbers, but at the time, the number was 50,000 downloads. If you could get 50,000 downloads, you can start getting ad sales. That's where I'm at, right? You're, and I'm, I'm where you're talking about. This is, I'm right here, right now. I mean, the, oh. you're right there, Jason. And now you're about to start getting paid. And I'm like, how much? What? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to do, I'm in the thing where I was like, so you're done. You're gone. Everything's gone. My identity is gone. I gave up the idea of being a podcaster because SiriusXM were like, I hear you're doing a podcast. And I'm like, yeah. So, and they're like, yeah, it says you talk about stuff that you wouldn't on the Jason Ellis show. And I'm like, does it? It's like, it says it in the writing. I'm like, oh, I can take that off. He's like, we'd rather you didn't do it. So I'm like, well, if you'd rather I didn't do it, then you should probably pay me more money. So they said, okay. So then this was years ago where I just said to myself, you guys, and I, when you guys started doing podcasting and came on my show, you guys were like fucking hot bitches to me. Like I was like, <laughs> everything you're doing is so cool and I love all that stuff. And it was like, play with me. And you're like, yeah, XM guys. And I'm like, but I wanted to, fu- I, I like MMA. I, I, do, I got problems too. And it was like, not, and I'm like, you know what, dude, fucking for the money I get, 
just squash it, dude. Go do your thing. See your kids and your wife. And, you know, when, you, when you're not at radio, you can go ride your fucking skateboard. The end. You, you made it. So when they took that away, that was such a surprise. But it's also, it, I, I was under the impression for at least four hours that I am now completely fucked and I have no job, anything. And I have two children, an ex-wife, like Bill's house on the, like, I, I was like, what do you, what, so do, do the police, am I going to jail? They're going to send me back to Australia. How bad does this get? And I, Brendan Sharp reached out to me. We all reached out to you yeah, because it, you were doing this all on, you were doing this, this all is, on Instagram. This is how many people reached out and it, you're one of them. And it's funny because the people that reached out that were like, dude, don't worry that, that I recall helping me. Like when you said stuff, I was like, if anybody would know, it'd be fucking Burt Kreischer. So don't <laughs> deny him. And then Brendan Sharp, dude, trust me, you're going to be okay. I'm like, well, Brendan Sharp seems to know about podcasting. Yeah. Sam Tripley as well. Louis J. Gomez. People that don't owe me shit that were like, hey, man, you're going to be all right, dude. Trust me, the fucking you got skills. You're just going to get this podcasting going. And you were the guy with like, get it going as quick as possible. So I called a guy and had him flown in to my and built me this studio in four days. And I, all the four days, I burnt Crusher. It was Burt Crusher, Burt Crusher, Burt Crusher. Because one text message from Burt Crusher, who's this fucking juggernaut cool guy who knows all the old podcasting, is like, don't let him sleep. Got to get out straight away. And I was like, oh, get out straight away. So this fear thing that you're talking about where the jolt of energy that I have, I to me, I'm in a contest. I'm in a fucking MMA fight. This is my whole life. Everything is on the line. I'm, I've never been more motivated and more electrically fucking fused to fucking fly up somebody's pants and kill them. That's my only beef, dude. If you cut me off on the freeway right now, it's not good. It's, that's my only, all the, I'm doing all the right things, but I'm, I'm eating right. I'm trying to get sleep. I'm working out. I'm doing the cold plunge. I'm like, like uh, whatever, uh, what is it? Meditation, everything that I could do to not freak out. But if you cut me off, I will fucking cut your dick off and fuck you with it. Like I will kill people. I've, <laughs> I guess, I know. where's the weight? I gotta get, hang on a minute. I know we all have extra stuff lying around. I know for a fact I do. I just cleaned out my closet and my man cave and we're getting to move. And I have so much stuff that has been unused. Someone should be getting use out of it. That's why I use Mercari. Mercari is the marketplace app that makes it easy to give my unused items a new life when I get rid of them. It's a simple way to say goodbye by selling your stuff to someone who actually wants it. And like someone with a size eight head. And when the buyer says, hello, you make a little money. Actually, I gave it to my sisters. My sisters have the app on their phone and they're making the money. That was how we did our trade-off. They cleaned out and I let them use the Macari to sell my stuff and they sold some really great stuff. Once you download Macari, all you have to do is take a picture of your stuff, add the description and it's a list. When it's sold, Macari makes it easy by emailing you a shipping label so you can box it up and send it to its new home. Shopping on Macari saves you money. You'll practically find brand new items for up to 70% off. With no need for in-person meetups, it's the safest way to buy and sell. Macari is simple. It's a simple way to make sure that your unused items don't go to waste by selling them instead of letting them just sit around and you can buy and sell almost anything. With over 50 million app downloads, your items actually sell on Macari. Want to breathe life into your new, into your unused stuff? 
Give every goodbye a hello when you buy and sell on Macari. Find Macari in the App Store or at Macari.com. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Macari. Your marketplace. Download today. Birdcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Counseling. This year has been a shit show for me. I will be very candid. I do not know what side's up, what side's down, when I should talk. In my house, I'm with three women who are all growing into young ladies uh, and, and my wife. I'm not boozing. I look, I, there's I, so much shit is going on. I don't know where I'd be without, without uh, any sort of mental health check-in. And I do that weekly. And if you want to try therapy, ever thought about trying therapy, you just want to talk to someone, BetterHelp offers online licensed professional therapists who are trained to listen to help you with issues like like anxiety. I'm right there. I had an anxiety attack last night. I farted in the middle of the night, woke myself up, and I thought I shit the bed. And I didn't. It was just a fart. A fart that caught me off guard. Relationship issues, stress, difficulty sleeping, trauma. It's going to inform me that I have trauma, that I have tons of trauma, family conflict, self-esteem issues. And maybe you deal with LBGT matters, grief, anger, all that. Finding a therapist can be intimidating and time-consuming, but with BetterHelp, you can simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then get matched with a counselor in under 48 hours. Easily schedule your video or session, phone sessions, and then you can do it on the treadmill like I do it because I don't like sitting down for it because it gives me anxiety, so I do it on the treadmill. How fucking great is that? You think you could ever go into some doctor's office and, and get on his, walk around his room and do it, get on a treadmill? No, but I can. Join the one million people who have taken charge of their mental health like myself, with the help of experienced BetterHelp counselors. BetterHelp is a convenient and affordable option to our listeners. And our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BERT. Get started today at betterhelp.com slash BERT. That's betterhelp.com slash BERT. There is absolutely no shame in asking for help. I'm joking. I'm all right. What's crazy? What's crazy is that that fire, like it's. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I, I that fire is so. It, it's almost like you get. It's almost like I, I don't know if if this is like it, but it's almost like uh, finding Jesus and understanding it. Because once you once everything's taken, because I was like you, and I was. Wait, in, you're so spot on. Because every time I go to the water and look at the sun now. There's this fucking passionate thing of like, I don't even believe, I don't believe in anybody. You know what I mean? And I'm like, the things of the, the universe, cosmos, you know what I mean? Like people, please like me, podcast <laughs> success. And like anytime I see the sun or the moon, that never used to happen. It was just the sun and the moon. Now I'm like, please, this, I need life. Like, oh, it's dude. I, I'm it's holy shit. I got, I got, and, and you know, I, I really think that, um, especially I can't get rid of it. I got this panic thing in me where it's not super healthy either, because even when like the pandemic started, my special aired on the 17th, stay at home orders were there. I'm, I'm, I started like going, all right, let's, let's pivot. You know, the world throws us a curveball. How do we hit That's it? Awesome. And then I was like, here we go. Let's do drive-in movie theaters. And, and some, and I actually, I know that I know that I've listened to a couple people always send me clips when uh, other comics talk shit about me. 
and I, I listen to a couple guys talk shit about me on podcasts, just kind of like not being assholes, just being like shitty. And then you shitty realize how? what's the complaint on Burke Crusher? Oh, he takes his shirt off. His fucking, you know, whatever. His, his, drive, his driving shows suck. He's a, he's an alcoholic, man. I mean, and you know, how long is that going to last? How you know, it's like it's like easy, man. Like I don't need I don't need all that fucking I you know. But what happens is I become I fucking I can't help it. I just start pivoting and going. So let so then let's create. Let's do this. I'm gonna I want to sell a movie now. I want to do I want to make a movie like I, like. And I, I, and it's because of that one. I was the, I was the paycheck dude, who was comfortable at Travel Channel. I was making good fucking money. I never made more money than that in my life. And I was like, I was. And I remember thinking, how could I ever make more money than this? I mean, there's a company paying me guaranteed money. I remember the day I got my guaranteed offer. My offer was four hundred thousand dollars for two years, and I with, and then they broke down bonuses, and they're like, you're gonna walk with like. Six hundred thousand dollars this year, and I was fucking losing. I opened a bottle of champagne and lit a joint, and I was. I said to my wife, "Our problems are over. Our problems I've, are over." I've said that for a contract. I said that for three contracts. I'm sorry, was serious. I was. I, I did three contracts at Tablet Channel. The last one was like a million dollar contract. So it was but, mine. Spread out, you know. But 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 I remember it was um, and I I was eating pizza and I opened a bottle of wine with my wife. I said. We weren't even millionaires. We weren't even millionaires. Over three years, I'd be a millionaire. And I was like, we're a millionaire. We're a millionaire. And I remember I remember when all that got taken away. And this is why I, I think I, so many of us connected with where your head was. And, you know, for Shab, it's fucking fighting. It's like, yeah. it's that conversation with Rogan of, of, of hey, man, you shouldn't be fighting anymore. But He it, said it, they lost the HBO thing as well. And they, they left him high and dry as well at one point. And he had to rebuild again and fight on the kid he's had to do it a couple of times yeah so and, definitely... and it, it keeps showing up man tom's moving to austin in fucking two months wait and, everybody yeah. so everybody's going are you going no i'm not going i'm staying i got I st- i'm not done with la yet i still love this city i've i've we just bought a new house i'm i i i've i'll fly to austin once or twice a month to do the fucking two bears one cave i don't give a shit like okay. i look i look at things I look at things, I look at the world very, very differently now. Like I see, and I love that, you know, you got to understand, man. And I, I I don't think I've ever told you this, maybe. You had a day that changed my perspective on the way I, sh- on the way I should behave. And I know you know the day that it is, but your day was you, uh, you did a motocross or a, a, a car race and won an MMA fight in one day. And I saw that and I thought, Sky's the limit. You got to challenge yourself. You got to challenge yourself so that you can have the day Jason's having. Jason, I remember thinking a lot about that day. I watched you do it all on Instagram. Wow. You're like the only guy that watched it. So No, a lot of us did because I thought I thought Jason's having a day. Like that's that's a victorious day. At the end of the day, he gets to fucking and I was like, I want more days like that than not like that. I want a lot of days like that. I want days where people go, shut the fuck up. You did what? And you're like, yeah, man, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. You only live once. I want to know about that day because that day, I, I I think about that day a lot. That's so crazy that you even fucking saw that day. But yeah, that was an accident. They usually are. But I'd been involved in a, in a fight and a car race uh, one other time 
where it wasn't as big a deal of a fight. So I didn't have to make weight or anything. It was an Alice Mania event in Vegas. And then BJ Baldwin is a rich guy that had a private plane. He's like, I can get you a flight to the track for the race so you can come back and fight for Alice Mania. And I was like, that sounds about as rock and roll as <laughs> fucking I'm in. I'm so in. I didn't even think of like what could be bad about it. I just thought, shut the fuck up, fly, race a car, fly back, have a fight in Vegas and sell out the joint. Like that sounds pretty sweet. I'm in. Badass. And that was not that difficult, but that was before I was very serious about racing. So I wasn't expecting to do well and I didn't. I just finished. This one was a proper MMA fight against somebody who was better than me, more experienced than me. The only thing that I had going is he's smaller than me and he's not that good on the ground. But I knew it was a tough fight. But I also, I don't want a career. I just wanted to have a really tough fight. I wanted to feel, I want the challenge, man. I wanted to be, I'm like, and I asked my team guys, I'm like, you think this guy's good? You should probably wait for this guy. I would probably fight one other guy and then this guy. And I'm like, well, then this is the guy. Because if I beat him, you guys are going to be like fucking crazy, right? And they're like, yeah, that'd be crazy. Right. He's the guy. <laughs> so I, that fight, you know, I mean, I trained, but the, I, the cutting weight is easier than it was the first time. And the, I've only had two pro MMA fights and they were almost 10 years apart. So I've never, it's not my job. I just like doing it, you know? Yeah. This one was a lot more serious, but then all of a sudden it was the making weight. I had to make weight the day before from the racetrack. So I had to like wear sweatpants and turn the truck up and sit in the truck and then drive to the event and show up on the scale and weigh in. But the race the next day, I felt fine. I felt great in the race. This is the first time ever that I was actually good. And I fucking like got second. I usually don't ever get on the podium. My whole thing was one day in motorsports, I'm going to get good enough and I'm going to get on the podium and I'm going to go, my son, remember how your dad started racing? What did he get? The last, last place. And now look at him. How did he get there? Because he didn't give up. And I've tried, you know, I kept envisioning yeah. that I was going to give my son this big thing of like, you never give up. You know what I mean? And remember this for the rest of your life. Your dad, because dad, I don't have that many things to offer my son, when it comes, like, I can't read, I can't, like, teach him math or anything. So I'm like, this life <laughs> lessons, got to get a life lesson in, Jason. So I I did really well. And in the race, when I passed this one person that I knew that had the better car, I was literally screaming in the car, like, ah, ah. And then when I uh, went over the finish line, I was fucking freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And then I get on the podium, and I'm like, ah, fucking, yeah. And then everyone's like, Jace. You've got to get to the fight. You've got half an hour. And I was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then right then I was like, oh, fuck, what a terrible idea, this whole uh, racing and fighting thing. And then when I got there, there was no food. I didn't have time to warm up. And they were like, you're just, you're, uh, you're good. And I remember my coach, when I walked the, the walkout and when I got in there, he goes, Jason. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, man. It's a fight. It's a fucking fight. Get your fucking head in it. And I was like, I mean, I'm standing in the cage. How much more of my head do you need in there? But he, he could tell that I was not ready for this guy. And then when the fight started, this guy pretty much knocked me unconscious, dude. Like really? it, I lost 
so badly. I could feel that, like, the Dak Shepherds of the world, like, people fucking came out to watch this ghetto-ass fucking organization fight. Like, uh, uh, people were in tuxedos in the, in the, in the crowd. People, oh, shit. like, so... I'm losing and I can feel everybody going, I thought Jace was good. What? I thought we all came here to watch Jace kick ass. And uh, so he hit me so hard that I just, I can't see anymore. And I hear, Ooh. so now my hands are out and I'm just waiting for another hit. I get a hold of him and I'm on the ground. Now he's on top of me, elbowing me in the head as I start to wake up. And I'm like, wah, wah, and I'm like, go Jason, go. And then I start moving around, wrestling around. And then by the second round, I'm in a fight. I'm like, okay, we're in a fight. And it was the most terrifying, exhausting. Uh, I thought I was going to die several times. And I also, when I thought I was going to die, I was like, in hell, I'll be quitting. Like in fucking hell, you'll be getting me to give up in this fight. And then with one second to go in the last round, I tore his fucking shoulder off and got him to verbally tap. Really? Yeah, so it was like a crazy comeback too. But everybody was like, dude, what was up with the first round? I'm like, yeah, I didn't really know I was there until like halfway through. What did it feel like to go to bed that night? Did you really feel? The greatest thing ever, but I fucking, uh, I, I, Manson, Marilyn Manson is my weird friend who texts me every now and then and will talk to me and then disappear for a, kind of, a couple of months. Yeah. So he tells me to call him after the victory. So I've got my wife, her girlfriend, so I've got, you know I mean, some some hot chicks in a big room and uh, people are trying to help me eat a cheeseburger because my jaw's so fucked up that I can't get my mouth on a burger and all I wanted was a burger. That's all I, fuck beer. I just, just give me like meat and cheese and bread. That's all I wanted. And then he called uh, and my face was really bad, but like I, I still have like a weird permanent, is it this side? Permanent lump on my head and my shit is, it shifted my head the beatdown. Really? Yeah. Like I, I swear, I, but I have a photo. It's the most, I have a thing thing here and then a big one on the other side. So my head does like a bit of an S bend, but it was, so there's blood everywhere. And then him calling and him going, cause I was eating a burger and blood was dripping on my burger. And he was like, man, you're a crazy motherfucker, man. And I was like, he's calling me a crazy motherfucker. And I've got all the girls and I got the burger. And I think Anne Hayes showed up and I was like, <laughs> this makes no sense at all. And I'm the champ. That's it. That's fucking great. I, I watched that day and I thought that's how you like, you get, you get a handful of those where you see other people live them and they inspire you. And I was like, that's how you got to live. You got to have a couple of those in your life where you go. I, you know, from, for me, it was running the marathon with no training and just going, fuck it. How are you that good at running? No offense, but to have a, to have a, I'm not trying to be so sorry. <laughs> I, I really wasn't. You do have a gut, right? Oh, I do. I do. You can admit I'm, this. Yes. Oh, I'm still fat. I'm okay. I can't, I can't. I, for whatever reason, it's, I think it's. How are your knees and your ankles? Is fine. Fine. Yeah, fine. Rogan said that to me. He goes, he goes, you're. I'm worried about your knees. And I said to him, I guess Joe didn't know anything about knees. I'm fine. Like, and then Tom blew out his patella and I called Joe and I apologized. I go, I'm sorry, man. You knew. I, I, now I know what you're saying. Oh man, don't let him. 
You've got it, especially you, Bert. You've got people, you've got connections. As a guy that's had so many injuries from skateboarding and motocross and all that shit, you can get stem cells, you can yeah. get PRP, you can do HGH and TRT because you're in the pocket. And if you do it the responsible way, like I'm sure Joe does, yeah. all it does is just give you health benefits. It stops that's what your I want. tendons. You should be on that, dude, because you can't give up, especially after watching you do that dunk. You love sports. You're a fucking big baby, dude. You need to do, you need oh. to wrestle. You need to be a rambunctious motherfucker. Don't let Tom's, uh, <laughs> you realize there's nobody on the planet. I've seen, I, Matt Hoffman has had more surgeries than any, more than Evil Knievel. Danny Way, they've had, they've all had cadavers. One of them had it with no anesthesia because he had to go to Canada to do it illegally. Like these guys, all the injuries. What Tom did, if I showed uh, Matt Hoffman, Tom Segura's slam, he would appreciate that. He would be like, this guy is fucking good. This guy knows how to go hard. He really does. He in and out before he did that? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? Probably, right? No, he was He's he was lying about his weight, too, in the hospital. Like, how much you weigh? He's like, 235. And I kept going, 235? That doesn't. You know, I, 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 I think for me, running is mind over matter, where I just go, I just, I don't, I, first of all, my knees feel fine. My ankles feel fine. Everything feels fine. And, uh, and I, if I, I keep saying, if I could lose some weight, it would be so much easier to run. You know, the easiest way to do that. Cause I did the cut and weight from those two fights. You know who Mike Dolce is? Yeah, I do. He hit me up. Dude, Mike Dolce <laughs> made me cut weight down to a 185 where you looked fucking amazing when you cut weight for that fight it wasn't hard amazing. it really wasn't that hard the other way the first time where i made 185 yeah. was the hardest thing i've ever done in my life so wait how did you do it just no carbs no it gives you <laughs> no it gives you like uh it's you gotta eat small meals and it's for you you eat them periodically so you you, you speed up your metabolism by having these meals and they're just it's just organic unprocessed meals it's not really you know that's there's like an oatmeal thing you have in the morning with has berries and shit and chia seeds and then there's some fucking you know i mean some sort of couscous fucking chicken and pineapple thing they're tasty it doesn't feel like uh the first time i did it i was eating a a, a sweet potato i would put a sweet potato in the oven and then i would put molasses on it and then that would be my meal all day Oh, wow. Mm. To lose the weight. Fuck that. So the, the, and then train. Train and then watch dudes eat burgers after training. And then you know that you're not eating until tomorrow. And you're going to have a fucking dirt log with molasses in it. Dude, I, for me, I've just been up and drinking and weight's been coming off. I think, but I've been cheating like crazy. I'm trying to do this uh, trifecta cheating, meals. Treating when you say cheat, you mean the food or the alcohol? Oh, food, food. I, I can. I mean, I, I, I alcohol is weird for me because, like, I, I, I get to a place where I don't want it when I'm home like this. I just have no interest in it. I have no interest in anything. I coffee is my big thing. Get Man. on the treadmill, working, go, getting a good night's sleep. I got a great sleep last night. See, I feel like you're people. You don't bring it up that much, but you're a super dad, dude. Like, I, I, I follow your shit, and you're to me, it's like. I gotta be good on the radio or podcasting now, sorry. And I and I gotta be good around the kids. Like I don't wanna be shitty around the kids. Like they when they're there, hey dad, yeah, yeah, what do you yeah. want? 
not, oh, I fucking really need a break right now. So if I don't, if I drink, I got an easy one for you. You know, I, I had to go to hospital, almost died last year. I, I was going to, wanted to talk to you about that. I watched that. That is fucked up, dude. That and getting. So how, did that, how did that start? It started Wait, because. Tell, every, tell everyone what it was. Um, I had my, my heart went into AFib. So I have uh, a, a, a section of my heart that has a thicker um, outer area or something. And that one part of that heart can start to beat irregularly um, for whatever reason. So I had a, a, a surgery on it called an ablation where they fuse that valve so it no longer becomes faulty. So when I had that, um, that's when I started to fight again and, and you know, sky's the limit. <clears throat> and then drinking came back into my life. I've always had a problem with drugs and alcohol. Every time I stop. You say that because I never, I, I mean, I know you say that, but I go, but I see you doing it and then you just stop. And it doesn't seem like you just go, I'm going to stop now. It's like, well, I'm talking 17, all the drugs, you know, to yeah. 27, then stop doing hard drugs and then drink a lot and to the point where that's a, that's a problem. Then stop drinking, just smoke weed. And then when I got older, I started drinking again because I got kids and I got the show and I'm not fucking drinking to the point where I'm not getting up correct tomorrow. That's insane. Yeah. So I justified that as what's the big deal. If I have some wine at night and I get up and still even go to the gym, how could that be bad? I, that's my question. Well, I'm unlucky, man. I have a heart condition where oh. apparently he said that it happens to people when they get older. I'm not trying to scare you, but there's something with older people when they drink around the holidays, it can make your heart go into AFib. So if you don't get your heart to go out of AFib, you can have a stroke. So it's a pretty big deal. So what does it feel like? Do you feel it? Dude, it's the fucking, because I've been through this three times, right? And the first time, when I was in Cedars, they were like, he's having a heart attack. So they've got me on shit. I'm once again, looking at the, looking at the roof going, all I've got is my brother who passed away. And I'm like, Stevie, if you're there, can you stop him, man? Cause I've got so much more shit to do. My kids and shit, dude, not right now. You can't do that. Like that's all I was talking to. And to get through that, they were like, you've got heart disease. Then I go see a heart specialist and he goes, you don't have heart disease, dude. You've got this thing. We can have an ablation. You'll be fine. So I've been up and down on that a few times. And then to finally have it all figured out. And then when I was in there with this ablation, I went and saw my specialist and I'm like, how could this happen again? Do I need another ablation? And he's like, did you drink? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you drink a lot? And I was like, I went to Big Sur with my wife and we drank red wine every day. And then when I got back to the house in LA, I went to sleep and I woke up at five in the morning in AFib. So when I woke up, it's this one part that goes and it's going faster and it won't stop. And it starts to feel like it's like a panic attack, but it starts to get, you can feel like I put my head finger on it and I can feel it. So then I had, a, I was still did the show. And then I had a doctor come over to the show because I didn't want to go to hospital in case it, if it wasn't that. And he's like, yeah, dude, you're in AFib. So then off to hospital and then they kept me overnight because they they wouldn't knock me out until the next day because they didn't have the doctors. So I just stayed in AFib all night. Oh, my God. With this monitor beeping if, it, if my heart went under a certain thing. 
the monitor would go beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so that was just a reminder that I might die every like five minutes. So I was fucking really falling apart in there, dude. And then they they knock me out, shock it back in. And then I go see the specialist and he, he's like, you don't need an ablation, man. He's like, if you don't drink again, it probably, he's like, you got a heart, your heart's fine. You could, because I did the stress test. He's like, your yeah. heart can, he's like, your heart can run up to 190. You're an athlete. But if you if you drink, it could trigger it. That's and so was, crazy. Why does alcohol trigger it? Something about um, that because I asked him about all different kinds of drugs, marijuana. He's like, no, it doesn't trigger it. I said ketamine because the doctor gave me ketamine spray. He's like, no, it doesn't trigger it, but alcohol will. Dehydration or something like that, something to do with something there where it starts to. If you have that thing, if you potentially have that thing, drinking a bunch can trigger because it's usually. In the morning, it's not when I'm drinking. It's the next day, where it comes really? on. Wow, I wonder. I've 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 had those mornings where you're like your heart's racing and you're like Jesus Christ. I'm sure I have AFib now. Now I'm gonna definitely convince myself. You gotta you ever- stop. You should dunk and you should drink. Like, and <laughs> and you should get punched in the head a little bit too. I was gonna say you and Tom should fight uh, at Ellis Mania when Tom's dude. Look with death. Those guys are supposed to be sending me shit. I'm so fucking pumped on them. Did you get their sweatpants yet? No. Dude, sickest sweatpants ever. For real? I mean, maybe not your style to have flames up your sweatpants, but... Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. I, dude, I fell in love. They, they found... that I, I They ended up on our tour bus. I don't know how we got them. I think Colleen from the Funny Bone, her son works there, um, and he hit us up and put them on the tour bus, and we started murdering them. I am obsessed with the cans of water. These are sparkling. The cans See, of water. See, that's me. I'm a bubble water guy. See, I'm, I just want them all day. And there's fucking no plastic. So it's fucking, it's the best idea ever. He's been eating by Jalsta. Menyasa Woodbert. Ochimbriatna. Yara Bodayu Koshka. In case you don't speak Russian, that means, uh, excuse me, please. <laughs> My name's Bert. I work pussy or work with cats. And I learned it. Not from my Russian glasses, but from Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. One of my goals this year was to get better at Russian because I am going, oh, secret time. I can't really talk about it. But I got Babbel on my phone, and I'm telling you, it makes the whole process addictively fun and easy to use with these bite-sized lessons that you can actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make a perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school or you didn't take in college, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. Things that you'll get to use in everyday life. The other language apps I used, excuse me, please. Uh, hey, that's for the pushy American. Excuse me, please. My name is Bert Kreischer. Uh, their teaching methods have been scientifically proven effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. Oh, thank you. Start your new language learning today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three, just go to babble.com and use the promo code BERT. That's babble, B-A-B-B-E-L.com and use the code BERT for an extra three months free. Babble, 
language for life. This episode of the Birdcast is brought to you by Fight Camp. Fight Camp brings the boxing gym right to your home with a mix of cardio and conditioning for a full body workout. We were watching Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier the other night, and Isla said, when the pandemic ends, I think I want to take boxing, maybe like kickboxing. And I went, uh, hold on one second. Would you like to learn how to box or kickbox from real fighters? And she said, yeah. I said, then why don't we start your martial arts journey from home? I can get my kids involved in a fitness journey with me while teaching them valuable skills. Like you ever learn, want to learn how to punch someone island? She was like, I definitely want to learn. Well, Let's me and our whole household stay active for beginners to experienced boxers. It comes with all the gear you need to box at home with new content being released weekly from easy to advanced. It's going to show you your progress in real time with a, their unique punch tracking sensors. Fa, Great for kids. I told Isla that it's great for kids. Fight Camp app comes with over 600 workouts and tutorials, and they release 12 new boxing and kickboxing workouts every week. Learn from six highly qualified trainers and Fight Camp uses new technology that tracks each punch you throw to measure speed, volume, output, so you can follow your progress, push yourself, and compete on the community leader board. Join the Fight Camp community. Connect with the Fight Camp community on Facebook, over 10,000 members to share successes and talk through hardships with others online. Fight Camp also offers financing, which is brilliant right now. So you can pay over 24 months and get your new gym right now. Fight Camp offers a 30-day back money, 30-day money back guarantee. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash Bert. That's right. Give Fight Camp a try. And within 30 days, if you don't love it, send it back and get a refund. Fight Camp is the new way to work out at home. Make a change and join the community that teaches the art of boxing while following the most intense workouts that are as quick as 15 minutes. To get free shipping on Fight Camp, just go to joinfightcamp.com slash Bert. That's joinfightcamp.com slash Bert. I want to do stunts. That's what your fucking show, dude, your show that you host. I'm doing a stunt next, not this weekend, next weekend. I'm driving to Vegas and I'm going to wear a Speedo and I'm going to get towed through a wall of fire uh, on a bicycle. Oh, love your brain. And then, so, and, and then I your see your brain show. is so closely related to my brain. Our we brains should... are cousins. <laughs> this is very, I'm very flattered by this. I, as a guy, I, man, you're the guy. No, dude, it's no, it's the reason, it's the reason I said you're going to be fine because your brain, you already produce Ellis Mania. Ellis Mania is such a massive event. And when I saw you guys holding it on a raft in the middle of Lake Havasu, yes, sitting there going, dude, this is. You're you're already doing all the shit that everyone should do. Do a podcast, and then all that other shit, and and all it's all going to come back to roost. And fuck, and you've got a business brain too. I don't have a business brain, Tom. I don't have a no, no. I don't have a business brain. You need to Tom. You need to fucking get it. I need a Tom. <laughs> I'm sure he's available all the time. It seems pretty His loose. Brain is so fucking. I'll have the dumbest idea and just text it to him, and he'll be like, "Love it." And all of a sudden, it's in production. Okay, I've got one for you right now. I texted to, I've got a professional race car, female race car driver lady that I know that does stunts, outdoor racing, all this crazy shit. She's one of the better drivers out there. So I just wrote on a plastic board. I just fucking, I put this up there. Like I do, that's my, <laughs> I'm like, that's the bike and that's the skateboard. 
and I send people shit like that and they go, just so you know, I'm hysterically laughing at how fucking <laughs> ridiculous you are. But yes, I will drive the car for your stunt. Because I'm doing it. another stunt on the back of a truck, Bert, with my skateboard in my hand. Truck goes off a jump, flying up a, like a gap to land up on a step up, like a big, like, and then landing up here. Yeah. And in the air, I jump off the truck and I'm in the air holding my skateboard in the air like, like Superman, Jesus Christ pose, and then land on the ground next to the truck and right away. I love it. I love it. Just to promote the podcast. It's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. You know, I used to do anything I did. Anything I did was like the way my brain worked was. I remember the girls one time they were like, hey, dad, we want to get one of those big water slides. And I was like, and my wife's like, we're not getting a water slide. I go, we're definitely getting a water slide. <laughs> and next thing you know, I fly <laughs> off it in the Speedo, kill a foster. So I was like, body shots world tour. And everything was a promo for my tour. Everything. <laughs> it's fucking Okay, I, love it. I have a question for you because this one has got me in trouble. For me, my show is my life. So if we do, if we were like uh, gonna do some water slide shit and it looked hilarious, I'm like, oh, uh, ch- check out my podcast. Like I want to film, or if you th- if you're there, I want to film you doing it. Some people have sort of thought, hey man, like I know, I know that your show is like your life, but. Just when I'm in your day to day, I'd rather you didn't discuss me in your show. Does that happen to you? Because because I I've cut myself off, dude. I I I lost a friend from doing this, and I've been warned by a second. So now I'm gun shy. I don't ask anybody to do anything. I uh man, there's uh, I mean, Burr is the perfect example. I'll 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 tell stories that ha- happen between me and Bill, and Bill's very private like very private and I'll tell stories and then he'll be like, yo, don't, what the fuck? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So he intimidates me. I would, I'd be, I'd be like, ah, ah, I'm so sorry. Ah." Oh, I just, I just go. Yeah. Sorry about that. Like, I remember telling a story about Sebastian Bach and Bill's like, don't fuck Jesus. Take his fucking name out of it. (laughs) The guy's a good guy, Bert. (laughs) Tell everyone he does drugs and (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, what? I, I did them with them. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it's interesting because, I, you know, it's, I told a story about meeting Rosario Dawson's uh, boyfriend, Cory Booker. He's a politician. Yeah. I said that to you because I didn't know who he was. I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, I just met him. We were doing a photo shoot. And uh, and I was like, oh, what's up, man? He's like, hey, so you're Rosario's guy? And he's like, yeah. So what do you do for a living? He's like, politician. I was like, professionally? You make money from that? And he was like, Yeah. I was like, so do you want to like be president? I go, I go, what do you do? He goes, Senator. I go, is that like uh, the one where there's two of them or the one where there's nine? And he's like, <laughs> two of them. And I went, oh, I go, you want to be president one day? He goes, I ran for president. I said, when? He goes, I just ran for president. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like saying, so when's the baby do? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, I, I don't have a baby. <laughs> and so I told the story and then someone posted it and, <sighs> and then they hit me up. They're like, hey man, are you cool with me sharing that? And I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, of course. Why? And they're like, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about a private moment that you had with Rosario and her boyfriend. And I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't see it that way. Oh, fine. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, I've already said it. It's out there. Fuck it. <laughs> and you, But I yeah, I am bad. And I've done it so much with my daughters that. I, that now they're it's funny because I'll come up with a premise. 
I came up with a premise <coughs> the other day. It was just talking to my wife. We were talking about uh, fucking Elliot, uh, Elliot, Elliot Page, uh, Elliot Page transitioned. You know, what I'm talking Who's about Elliot Page. It's uh, I kind of know. I don't know how to say it. Uh, he used to be an actress. Uh, and now he's an actor. Now he's an actor. His name's Elliot. He. Okay. I don't, you're not allowed to say their last name. You're not allowed wait, to say their old because you're dead naming them. So no, wait, you're not allowed to say his last name. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to say this, their old name. They're old. You can't call them. Oh, okay. Sorry, I get you. Like, yeah. uh, like uh, the runner guy and right, right, yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin, yes, yeah. yeah so you got to say there. And I, by the way, and I'm trying to. You do don't it. have to gotta say. Just for the record, yeah. There's, there's, because I've, I, as a, you know, what I mean, I'm in the on the spectrum or whatever, but there's certain people that are like, Hey, I don't really appreciate it when you say that. And I'm like, okay, that's what should I do then? And then yeah. they can tell me and I go, well, okay, I didn't know that. So, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta to be, let me, I try to be respectful. Cause I go, I would like, I don't, all I know is I feel pretty good about me and I want them to feel that good about them. That's the only reason I do it. That's the only right. reason I do it is I don't want them to think that I think differently about them. So, any, my point is, is maybe I didn't feel I said something kind of shitty, I guess, in my kitchen. My wife said, you know, hey, we're big fans of the Umbrella Show. Number six or whatever is the Umbrella Academy. Number six is who Elliot used to play before. She said, hey, just so you know, he he transitioned. And I went, oh, really? And, and I was like, for real? She's like, yeah, here's a picture. And showed me a picture. And I was... and. It, all, it just was, he had a hat on. That was it. And I was Didn't like, oh, you gotta different. Do, yeah, it was just a hat. And I was like, well, you got to do more than a hat. And my wife laughed. And then my, and, and I, and, she, and I was like, oh, should I, I wonder if I could. And my daughter, Georgia was like, hey, stop. I go, what? She goes, don't, don't do that. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. It's not funny. And I, I don't, I think it's, you're being mean. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I got caught off guard. I go, I'm not practicing a bit. I'm just, I'm yeah. talking to your mom right yeah. now. She goes, no, I, I know where this goes though. And I'm just telling you, as your daughter, I don't want you on stage making fun of someone who might have transitioned. And I went, and I went, hold on. And I got real shitty for a second. And then I talked to my wife. I was like, oh, you don't tell me what the fuck to do on stage. Like, you're my daughter. I get that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I've been, I pay for your braces. I pay for your car. I pay for all these things. You did the the I pay for shit thing. Oh, I do that all. I do that so fucking much. And then my wife's like, you know, <clears throat> just, you know, she doesn't want her dad to look like a bigot because she's got to hang out with people. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> I didn't see that. I didn't see what her perspective might be is like if I have a maybe not so thought out take on something that is in popular culture going around that it's reflective on the house my daughter lives in. And I was like, motherfucker. I was like, I liked it better when you were a kid and I could just call you fucking stupid. Yeah. No, those things have changed. But, I mean, <laughs> depending on who you are, it's to me, my daughter being like that is good for me because I had to tell my daughter that I'm bisexual and I really didn't want to tell her that. I didn't, <laughs> don't want to have that conversation at all. And for her to be like, it's fine, Dad. And I'm like, you know what all that is? She's like, yeah, of course I do. I've got tons of bi friends and gay friends. I just... I. If someone had told me that when I was her age, I wouldn't have had that answer because I, I didn't have any friends that were gay or trans. We grew up, we grew up in a different world where it was like, <clears throat> like 
Like my my dad, there was no talk about marijuana. My dad didn't have friends that smoked pot or ate edibles. <laughs> I did come over for Easter, and my daughter's got no ideas as an uncle, and they're like, and so their perspective is different than, and then you're and then you try to parent around what this new perspective is, and you're like, <clears throat> you're like I don't know what to tell you, man. It wasn't, <clears throat> it was hard to get weed when I was a kid. Like I know that it's very prevalent right now. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, don't. Don't eat like I'm, I'm giving advice, like just take half. Like, I don't know what the fuck advice is. I always say to my kids that you can't do it yet because it's scientifically proven to stun your 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 brain growth. If you take it when you're at a certain age, I said when you're like 25, if you want to smoke weed, well, I'll, I'll get it for you. But you should probably wait until your brain has fully developed because science says that you should. So that's my argument. That way I get out of it because they can be like, why do you smoke it? I'm like, fucking almost 50. Get the fuck out of here. You got to be joking. It's better for me. (laughs) No, all all my doctors are like, keep smoking. Everybody's giving me that advice. You all right, dude? I got something flew down my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do a a liquid death chug or something? Like you do on your... You're right. Yes, a bug flew down my throat. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, but that is funny as well. Oh my How god! Do... It was like fucking right there, just tickling. Yeah. Me. No, I know you. That's you interesting. Know. How old are your kids now? Fifteen and eleven. Sixteen and uh, fourteen. And I don't. I don't know. Like <clears throat> I don't know how to. I'm having rough times with like parenting because I go. I know what I did at your age. Yeah. Like, I know. I know what I did, and I, and I'm I'm. I'm judging them based on my old behavior. <clears throat> okay, but see, did you you had a pretty normal childhood? Right? Your your parents were there for you. Yeah, my parents were there for me. They gave me everything. Right. <clears throat> I fucked up a lot. Like I definitely, uh, you know, smoked weed and drank and tried acid or whatever. Yeah. And, and and so when they do stuff, I'm. It's almost like uh, it's almost like if you're an ex-con and someone's like, "Hey, we're gonna go drive around." You're like, "I know what you're doing." fuck that you're gonna fucking rob a bank like i they want to go on a bike ride and i'm like no and then i'm like i'm fucking over parenting and my wife's like yo you gotta give her some space to fuck up i don't know man because my daughter wants to hang out with people she's all into like uh gangster rap and she's got really long nails and stuff and all all her friends are pretty bone thugs in harmony and and uh you know, she wants to go out or stay out late somewhere. And I'm like, wait, late? Like, just on the street? Uh, yeah. I'm like, who fucking hangs out on the street at 10 o'clock at night? Come home. It's like, okay, Dad, really? It's just that necessary. And I'm like, it is. Because like, when I was 15, can't just be in the fucking dark at 10 at night. I'm not allowed to do that. So, and, and then they always get weird at me if I go, I go, hey, look at me, look at me. And she's like, oh, do you want to test me for drugs? Go ahead. Test me then. I'm like, I just wanted you to look at me in the eye before you went to bed. I wasn't insinuating anything, uh, even though uh, I totally was. I got I got I did one of those. I ended up. Did you I test up, them? I, I bought drug tests. They don't know this. I bought drug tests and they do not know this. And my wife saw that and she goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I was like, we need it. Right. And she was like, no. She's like, get the fuck rid of those. She's like, that is the fucked up parent who's bringing them a drug test going like, I want you to do this. And I was like, what? I thought 
you know, I thought like if there was ever like a push come to shove moment and I, and she was like, fucking get rid of them. And so I had to get rid of them. My sisters saw them. My sisters lost their shit. They're like, what would you have done if dad drug tested you? And I was like, I would have gotten caught. Yeah, me too. Yeah, how's that a bad thing? I wouldn't have gone, man, my parents, you're bringing me down, stopping me doing drugs at 15. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everybody try and stop me. Yeah. My parents would have definitely stopped me and been like, "Uh, you're fucking up your life. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Let's figure out you should not need drugs at the age of 15. Yeah. Hang out with your friends. But I guess we're supposed to trust our kids and know that we don't need to test them because when they tell you they're not doing drugs, they're not doing drugs. Also sex. She's not doing sex. So she tells me, I don't know her. One time she had a boyfriend and he was two inches taller than me. And he pounded me on my back when he shook my hand. I did not like that. (laughs) (laughs) When he said, when he, when he came back from the pound, my face went. Cause I was like, (laughs) did you just fucking, we ain't fucking boys, dude. I'm not your boy, man. man. Not even (laughs) fucking close, dude. Like call me Bert, my ass. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, If it's Mr. Ellis, I don't even tell him to change it anymore. I'm like, yeah, let's stay there. How much fun is it doing the show now that you're doing it? What are you doing it? Once a week, twice a week? Twice a week. And then we do, oh, sorry, once a week. And then we do two Patreons a week. So three shows a week. And then I had my own solo show as well. But, uh, apart from the fear and the, and the budget, you know, cause now I can't help it. This is so, I oh, fuck it. I don't mind admitting it. I can't go on vacation. There's no, like I follow things on Instagram, like the Maldives and, Hawaii. And then when they show the photos, I'm like, I remember when that was an option <laughs> for me. And now I'm just going to go to the beach out the, you know, near my house. Like it's not, it's really not that bad, but I get that stresses me out. But the actual show, I mean, it's what, it's only 90 minutes. We're yeah. like, usually we're, you know, let's, let's plan it out base, you know, cause we've got to do a commercial, then we'll come back. And then usually some corporate guy comes in and says something where I'm like, shut the fuck up. And now it's me. I'm the boss. My wife's the executive producer. She's running the cameras. This is an in-house thing. It's it, great. I love it. It's it so is. fucking, I'm telling you, man, it's, I think things are good. I think big things are going to happen for you because you are that kind of guy that just goes, come hell or high water. I'm going to make it fucking happen. I'm right. Gonna- Cause I've already organized. I'm doing a show with Tony Hawk in two weeks from now. I'm going to start driving down to his place every Thursday to do a show from his office where his ramp is. So then I'm going to start skating again. Cause I got my new, I got a knee replacement last year. So now I'll be able to skate again. And then I'm going to do an MMA show with Alan Joban. So <clears throat> I'm going to have wow. these three shows and I'm just going to fucking just keep going and then doing those stunts to cross promote. It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. And you and your wife do Patreon every now and then, right? I do my I do a solo show two days a week on Patreon and a solo podcast. So yes, six shows, and then I want to do these other two shows, and they're still that's still not as much as when you work for Sirius. It's just not. <laughs> and and this whole thing of driving down to San Diego and skateboarding with all my friends that I grew up skating with, like I'll be back in my little. You know, I mean, I, I just I had to say goodbye to those guys. I moved to LA to be successful in radio. And they were like, we don't go to LA. What's the point? There's no vert ramp there. And I'm like, well, I don't go to fucking Carlsbad because I don't skate anymore. So I'm excited about 
being around in the in the community and and not saying when someone's like uh you know meet me on thursday and i'm like dude i have a job i can't just meet people on a whim now i could do that i could meet you on wednesday or something oh it's all your fucking your own schedule you get to move everything around i'm telling you man you're it's it's what what will happen i'm and i'm telling you from my experience is you'll get so comfortable you'll get all dialed in Every day you'll show up and they're like, how many ad reads are like seven? And you're like, fuck, seven ad reads. Wow. That's going to be awesome when someone then, says that. And then they're going to be like, hey, man, we want you to do a show. And you'll be like, ah, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> so out of my backyard. I'm making good money. I think I'm set. And they're like, well, sh- I think it would be good for your career. And you're like, oh, I think my career is in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, this this time round, if this does go around and this show is successful and I'm sitting back in a spot where I'm like, you fucking, you are successful again, dude. This time round, it's not going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking cry and I'm going to fucking scream and I'm going to like, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to do, I'm going to take photos of it. You know, I'm going to record it, my moments. Cause this is, you take him for granted. Like if I'm going to work this hard to get back again and I'm like, told you, no, no, you need to, I need to be like, Fucking did it! You're fucking no one. You Nobody know, can beat me. I guarantee you, you won't. You know what? You'll be like just like Rogan. Rogan gets the biggest podcast in the world, and all. And there's no celebration for him. It's just work. It's just, hey man, I'm having a blast doing it. Fucking more of it. More of it. More of it. Okay, that would. That's that's. But that's the same as saying to me, Sirius XM have decided to move Howard Stern, and they're going to put you in the spot. And I'd be like, well, I was already here, and yeah, now I'm where I should be. Yeah, I've had my pants taken off and I've been choked out and I've woken up in an alleyway <laughs> naked, Bert. I don't know who to turn to right now. So when this gun comes back out, I'm considering myself a homeless man who now lives in a penthouse. That's how I'm going to see it. Hey, I got I'm telling you, man, I'm always here for you. When, when, when we open up the new podcast studio, I want to have all three of you guys over. And we'll do a podcast with all of us. We'll smoke some weed. I'll drink. It'll be a fucking blast. Dude, you got to get those guys to smoke weed. Tully is the worst weed smoker in the world. He will choke up and have a panic attack. And that is very funny to me. All right. Done. Done. We should play basketball against each other. I'm so into this nine foot dunk thing. (laughs) It looks so good, dude. Dude, well, let's do this again when my podcast studio opens up. And dude, congratulations on the new path, the new journey. I am here for you. Everyone needs to go subscribe to the podcast. We'll do a big upfront talk about it before it starts. But I love you, brother. I, Thank I, you so I, much, I, Bert. I wish the best for you. You you are. I, 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 I'm I, never going to forget all this shit you've done, dude, really. You're you're such a big help to me, man. Well, don't forget that when you're fucking big time and you got the oh. biggest podcast in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I look forward to snubbing you off, Bert Crash. Get the fuck out of here. What a joke. Thanks, Jason. I'll talk to you later, brother. Love you, mate. Love you too, buddy. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.